Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller, North by Northwest, one minute of screen time per episode. I am Jeremy Sternhagen. And I'm Tyson Ferris. And with us is our guest. I'm Mark Ferris. And Tyson and I host the Real Jaws Minute. Yes. And you can find us at Real Jaws Minute, uh, wherever your podcasts are given away for free. And this week on uh, North by Northwest, we are covering Minute 27. Yes, uh, 27 starts with Roger being escorted by Mother, and it ends with Mother being helped out of a cab by Roger. You're sure right. Yep. So this has, uh, well, you start. I have a lot of, this is a. This one's tough. Yeah. It's basically just people walking. <laughs> well, we have one giant thing to talk. Well, I don't know if we're going to talk, how long we'll talk about it, but there is a uh, pop culture reference of this of some notes. There is. That is my yes. first note. Um, basically, they, they walk out of the room. They walk into the, the foyer. Mm-hmm. And um, she goes, uh, Roger, just pay the $2. Uh, but your context is a little off. It's when they are, I think they're leaving the mansion. Yeah, they're leaving, and he goes, and no, oh, yeah, you're steps. not, yeah. So you're not going to do anything else about this? Yeah. Yeah. And well, then she says, "Yeah, Roger, pay the $2. Yeah, yeah. Or they're, yeah, they're in the foyer, and they're going out the door. They're going to go out yes. the door. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I never still knew, in the house, though. And I never knew this was a pop culture reference. I just assumed in 1959, a drunk driving charge was a $2 fine. Well, right. right there, we could do that an hour on that. <laughs> uh, I think I think we got that. some money stuff for later in the week. Yeah. That seemed a little Correct. low. Yeah. But that's because that's not what she's talking about. No. No. Yeah, so... Um, so who wants to explain it? Uh, tell the rest. Sounds like we've all got the same notes for yeah, this minute, so, right? Why, why don't you go, Dad? Uh, well, what... It, Pay the $2 is from, and there's variations of the story, but it's an old vaudeville joke, and they actually, um, somewhere, the names of the comedians who actually originated it. Mm-hmm. Like, what, the way it, the joke works is this fellow spits, like he's, he's got a cigar and he, Bites off the end and he spits it, and he's in the subway or he's on the on the. There's variations of the story, but basically he spits it out. Cop comes. He's he's with his lawyer. He comes. Uh, they're talking about some deal. Cop comes up. Hey, can't spit on the sidewalk. I didn't spit on the sidewalk, you know. And and once again, it varies. But so he gets arrested. And. You can decide how to tell it, but he goes, I'm not paying the $2 for the fine. And the lawyer tells him, no, you got to pay the $2. So then the guy gets imprisoned and the lawyer comes to visit him and say, pay the $2. Then it eventually escalates to where he's on death row. Mm -hmm. And the lawyer goes... Pay the two dollars. Yeah, that's the gist <laughs> of the joke. Yeah, it will vary about is the guy is saying 
pay the two dollars to the lawyer or but that's the the essence of the yeah, so joke. The most famous version of it is actually in a film called the Zigfield Follies. Zigfield Follies. Yeah, Zigfield Follies. And it's kind and of a actually reenacted from vaudeville. Which mm-hmm. they reenacted from vaudeville. And I think that's kind of the whole point of the movie. It's kind of a kind of a sketch comedy movie. Yeah. It was back before we had SNL or anything. But well those old vaudeville shows would often be titled the such and such follies. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um kind of the depression era version of Saturday Night Live. Was yeah. The follies. Well and then uh yeah, but I mean, even like Abbott and Costello, they, they did it a, a couple movies where they're just they're just sketch movies. They're not even yeah. A lot of their movies were around a, a loose plot, like Who's on First and but uh, like Who's on First, I think that's called like the Roaring Twenties or whatever. Right. And yeah, but that that whole movie is just sketches. like it's just sketches. It's a video. It's it's a movie of their. It's like Monty Python's Meaning of Life. It's just a collection of sketches, as opposed to other Abbott and Costello movies, which are, have fully structured plots. Yeah, like, totally. Right. Like yeah. Time of Their Lives or yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. But people in this time period who are watching this film in 1959, mm. they're going to get the joke. Well, the Zigfield Follies, I think, came out in 56. Yeah. So it's right. There's that, but but there's also people in the audience that oh they know it even before that yeah yeah and you know so there's I'm just saying there's this popular film right still in the zeitgeist you know right Um, but it yeah but it would also I think you know uh, people you know you could have been in your 20s in the 20s and yeah. now you're in your 50s in the 50s and you yeah. get the joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'll just fill in a couple blanks here. It was originally written by Willie Howard in the Depression era. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. It was performed by Willie Howard, written by Billy K. Wells. And then, it, of course, it was went on to be performed by a number of people. Uh, and then there's that famous, I can't remember who performed it in that um yeah, I think you guys well, Edward Arnold. Yeah, yeah. that's is right. One Edward of the Arnold. actors, yep. and yeah, once again, a character actor that I should yeah. know. Yeah, there was but even I, a famous book written in the fifties called "Pay the Two Dollars or How to Stay Out of Court and What to Do When You Get There," written by Alexander Rose. So it was a big, yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah, so yeah. it would be interesting. So. Well, it's interesting it how how got a good laugh in 1950. Well, they they laugh on screen, like mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yes, so. yeah. Just well, and it's perfectly. If it's not obvious, it's it's a perfect. It's not just a reference. It perfectly fits within the context of this scene. Like what everyone is saying is like. Regardless of what happened, we like, is this worth so much? Yeah, well, you just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But he knows why he won't because none of us would because no, someone tried to kill him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's interesting how, uh, you know, this kind of makes me wonder about, uh, you know, that's a a tricky thing putting pop culture references in your film because. Yeah. Uh, because they don't age well. They just don't age well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it, I think it was on the Usual Suspects uh, commentary. They they like very specifically really tried. Uh, Christopher McQuarrie tried to 
really not have any, just as a writer, he tries not to put any pop culture references in his scripts because it will immediately age them. And I think there's one in Usual Suspects where they mention Mm -hmm. the Incredible Hulk and he goes, I'm probably safe on that one. Like, that's going to be around for a while, you know? Yeah. Um, One of my favorite shows, Mystery Science Theater, is full of pop culture references, but they are of a broader timeline. They're not like... That that move that show started in the early '90s, and they they generally avoid early '90s pop culture references. They like jump all over the place, and there's times where it can work. But yeah, I yeah. think in a in a movie like this, my wife and I have been going back through The Office, which is not very old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there there was a there was a William Hung joke. That name rings a bell, but I've already forgotten its context. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, there's a, yeah, but there was a, basically, there's a Todd Packer, who's this arrogant, uh, yeah, uh, ass of a guy, um, who's friends with Steve Carell's character. And, uh, he, he has a, it's a W L, uh, H U N G on his license plate. Oh. <laughs> and, and the, <laughs> The uh, temp who has to drive him around because he has a DUI. Um, <laughs> uh, goes, oh, are you a William Hung fan? And he goes, why does everybody keep asking me that? So, <laughs> but I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, uh, William Hung was a, 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 a contestant on uh, – not even a contestant, uh, uh, one of the audition people on uh, American, like Amer- yeah. American Idol, like it's third season. That but is he did, he did, he did this awful, awful rendition of um, "She Bangs." Oh yeah, by Ricky Martin, and he's this Asian American fellow, and he <laughs> doesn't do English language so great, and it's just, whew, it is bad, bad, bad. But he became this sensation it was so bad it was good and he went on tour he recorded an album like this guy made money being not even selected on this show (laughs) um anyway but nobody i was like there's a whole generate we're a complete generation removed from who watched the office and now there's a new generation watching it on netflix i go no one's getting what this is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and I, I just thought the same thing here. You know, just one generation removed from North by Northwest, you know. Uh, right. No one's getting $2. <laughs> no. So that's my whole no. point. There's yeah, a long right. way to get there. but Yet anyway. it somehow doesn't derail the movie in any way. No. No. No, it doesn't. And you seem to get what she's talking about, even though you don't really get what she's talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to mention something visually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved, I, 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 and maybe it's, I guess it's an obvious move by Hitchcock, but I still like it. I love the pan over when they're leaving and there's the gardener. Oh, yeah, that's and at the end. Trimming, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trimming the hedge and they pan over. Hitchcock pants over to him and then he turns around and it's one of the henchmen. Yeah. yeah. And I just like, oh yeah. So Hitchcock has informed the audience. Yes, 
what really happened happened. These people are playing a mean game. Yeah. Uh, and, my my um, my note is dun dun dun. Yeah. Gardner. My, my note is <laughs> that it revalidates the audience's being on Roger's side. And it yes. revalidates that this is still going on. Absolutely. Obviously, we're early in the movie. We know it's still going on, but it's a telling way to the audience to go like. It's like, hey, what happened really did that. happen. This guy's not crazy. And, and once yeah. again, it's it's nonverbal. Yeah. It's totally yeah. visual. Uh-huh. If you had the sound off, you'd still get it. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. And, and that's. Um, and since I. Yeah. So before that, if I can back up just a sec. Yeah. Is this the so after the two dollars line we get a, a little bit of music mm-hmm. uh, by uh, Bernard Herman and uh, it is super playful like he puts a real playful flourish like right on that line mm-hmm. and that's kind of where the music comes in and I was like I was listening to it I go is this I think this is the most playful Herman ever gets <laughs> like I've never yeah. Heard him as when it's it's as, almost a misdirect because it mm-hmm. immediately is followed by a sinister cue. Absolutely, the gardener. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what it's doing is it's the counterpoint to the dun dun dun. Yeah. You know, basically. Uh, like, oh, wasn't that delightful? Yeah. No. No murder. Yeah. <laughs> there is still murder. There's bad things afoot. I, I I since you mentioned the composer, I have a bit of trivia. Oh yeah. Which so guess who introduced. Alfred Hitchcock to the screenwriter of North by Northwest is uh, 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 Ernst Lehman. Ernest Lehman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Guess who introduced them? Was it Herman? Yep. Wow. Interesting. Herman thought they might hit it off. And so he arranged a lunch. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I thought... What a mensch. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. And uh, they did. And and by all appearances... That's that's interesting because my understanding of Herman and Hitchcock's relationship is uh, a bit contentious. Yeah. Uh, Which might have been, but... but, uh, Even though they work together a lot. Layman, the screenwriter tells the story that the first meeting of him meeting with Alfred Hitchcock was over lunch and Bernard Herman introduced him because he thought they might hit it off. That's and awesome. At least according to Lehman, um, it was a very, I mean, Hitchcock was huge. Okay. Oh yeah. Huge. Yeah. And Lehman gave as good as he took, I mean, no, I don't, no, Hitch, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. And then Hitchcock would come. So I think Hitchcock, I, I mean, it appears, I, I, I'm getting one, there's just one, there's one side of this. Mm-hmm. But Lehman, like, they, Hitchcock, I think, liked the guy because the guy didn't play up to Hitchcock. Yeah. They both had a goal. And, you know, but, um, yeah, so they had a really good uh, relationship. Cool. They yeah. went on to collaborate again for family plots. Oh, cool. And uh, if, if this wasn't covered in previous minutes, if it was a, covered in previous minutes, I apologize, but uh, Ernest Lehman is also known for Hello, Dolly, The King and I, Sabrina, Sound of Music, Sweet Smell of Success, West Side Story, and Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. 
So, Gosh, not a, I guess he had an okay career. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, some of those were adaptations. You know, he didn't, they're not his original work. Still, North by Northwest so is his original work. I will, yeah. I will, this is another thing about uh, Lehman is, and it was really interesting to, he, he believed in actual research. He actually, like all the locations of the film, he actually, like he got on the 20th century and wrote it mm-hmm. to like to Chicago. Yeah. And he went to Mount Rushmore and he ate in the dining car. He uh, believed in... Um, um, Oh, he went on the regards, he went on the trip that Cary Grant takes. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. and he, uh, for example, he got a hold of a judge. Goes, pretend I'm arrested for drunk driving. I want to know exactly what you're going to say. What do? You, how do you treat the prisoner or the person arrested? What and and so, and he's taking notes. And he's stuff. a method so screenwriter. Yeah, he was. He was a yes. I. That's cool. He was a method screenwriter. He felt it was really important to experience and not only experience, but see where the trip was taking them and actually go there. And I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty, uh, I, I don't know. I just get a feeling like sometimes writers were just writing about stuff sure that they'd read about or whatever but yeah. this guy believed in uh he scouted well and he probably got that luxury because he was working with Hitchcock <laughs> oh yes i'm sure yeah. most of the time he was writers be- he was had be- to crank it out you know? yeah they would just go and go into your bungalow and crank it out and it's like he probably went to hitch and went hey you got to bankroll me and i'm gonna do this and Hitch well, probably went great. Well, you know, they, they did have a, 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 an obviously a very MGM. It appears that MGM was thrilled to have Hitchcock on board. And it's uh, his only MGM movie. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we'll get into And in he went a million dollars over budget. And it was like, Okay, and, be, and of course it made. Yeah, but yeah, he. But a million dollars back then is not a million well, dollars. Think about it. It was yeah. a two million dollar budget, and he did brought it in at three. And I, I'm I'm giving you round figures. Sure. Um. So that's a substantial. But that's a third again uh, the yeah, budget. Another thirty three percent over budget. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty. That's happy. your two hundred million dollar picture costing three hundred million. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, um, well, I, have, I have one uh, last I've, I've, thing I'd like to throw in. I I, I do too. Uh, you want to go, or you want me to go? Mine's fast. So okay. the gardener and henchman is played by Adam Williams, uh, born Adam Berg, who is a Navy pilot, and he received the Navy Cross in World War II. So a uh, talented pilot. But this will be my second mention of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. One of the movies they watch is uh, an episode, uh, the movie they watch in that show is called The Space Children, and uh, Adam, not Adam, uh, yeah, Adam Williams stars in it. So every time I watch that movie, I think of him, and I think they point out throughout that Mystery Science Theater episode that he's the guy from North by Northwest. Gotcha. So. Cool. But uh, he, once again, he was in a million. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Twilight uh, Zone episodes, uh, Have Gun, Will Travel. Have Gun, Will Travel. I mean, he, yeah. 
he he was um, usually I think usually playing a heavy. A heavy. Yeah. In yeah. Space Children, he's the dad, and he's kind of a turd. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he's like a nasty dad. All right. Gotcha. Uh, I love how uh, fake Mrs. Townsend uh, says goodbye. Mm. Just, I don't recall. Can you uh, uh, reenact it? Well, first? she's a. Uh, it's it's very. I, I won't. I won't reenact it. But I'll. Uh, <laughs> it's very. I feel like she should have said at, at the end of saying goodbye. She should have added Doctor Jones. <laughs> she says it in that way. It's like a very. It's very loud. Che, you know. Goodbye. Goodbye, Doctor Doctor Jones. Jones. Yeah, yes. Anyway. Um, but, you know, like we said, that's the kind of movie we're in. Yep. So um, the fact that she says goodbye that way, you know, that's probably informing the goodbyes to come <laughs> in other movies. So it's a very pleased goodbye. Because she's not. <laughs> she's, she's like, I know. She's saying it to that. herself. They can't hear her. They're already <laughs> getting in the car. Like, yeah. And scene. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's all I got. Yep. Yep. Jerry, you want to take us out? All right. You can find the Hitchcock Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or at the main website, HitchcockMinute.com. Social media is available at The Man on Washington's Nose on Facebook and on Twitter at The Hitchcock Minute. That's it for us, and we will catch you tomorrow right here on The Hitchcock Minute. That's right. And check us out on The Real Jaws Minute. Yeah, if you like Jaws. All right. See you tomorrow. Bye. 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 Goodbye, Mr. Thornhill, wherever you are.